Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Heel Turn, our live weekly wrestling show and the official podcast of ProWrestling.Cool. It's not just cool, it's dot cool. We are here to talk about WWE, which means we're going to talk about Raw, we're going to talk about SmackDown Live, we're going to talk about NXT, not 205 Live, that's a banned show, not allowed to talk about it anymore. Oh dear. And we're going to talk about SummerSlam coming up. Say what? SummerSlam is cool for summer. No, no, this year it's Machine Gun for the Kelly. I, I don't even know what it, the song is. And here it is Graffiti! New York, y'all! Yeah, they ran out of New York ideas. I'm Owen, joined as always by John. I mean, it's kind of a New York idea, it's just... not relevant to the gentrified state of Brooklyn... I, I, anymore like I said, they've run out of ideas i mean it's not that they've run out of ideas as much as it's just it's an old idea because vince is old well yeah no no kidding wrestling is run by a crazy old man and that's why it's bad anyway you said i'm john right i did did you also make mention of no you didn't this is why i'm saying it that we're what? streaming I, live I, I, over I, the internet at mixler.com slash zonecast I did say you, who you are. No, I'm saying you didn't say that we're streaming live on the internet over Mixler.com slash Zonecast or Twitch.tv slash Ozone Online because we're talking to all of you out there on the internet live and in living color. Uh, John, to be fair, I never say that part. I know. That's why I was, you know. I'm just saying Come on, bit, man. This is a bit. bit. Is weird. Fuck you. My bit was perfect until you started questioning everything. I always question everything because I am a bad person. Yes, I'm aware. Anyway, we're streaming live over at those places and we're monitoring your chats there, plus our Twitter at The Heel Turn. So send us your questions and your comments and we will get to them as we deem fit, which is, you know, honestly, you, you talk to us. We'll we usually just acknowledge it and be like, hey, what's up? So, so mem- do yeah, it. Remember when I said I was a terrible person? Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm tapping my phone. Oh, dear. The numbers are getting bigger still. How mania is your tapping? Oh, it's extremely mania? I mean, just- I'm... Hmm? I gotta say, I don't like that name, Tap Mania. Like, I get they're going for, like, you know, mania. Like, WrestleMania. Uh-huh. But I hate it because there is... Tap Mania should be an Adeo game. But it's not. It should be the fucking Nadeo clicker, and I'm angry that that is not what it is. I mean, I do have this uh, this big show. He's punching this guy. It's pretty cool. But do you have weirdly designed, custom-made tracks and a car with a crazy horn and also share? Yes. Alright, well maybe this Tapmania game's better than I gave it credit for. Mm-hmm. You wanna know the secret? Joe? What's that? You could play your own music so you the soundtrack can be anything you want. Hmm. Suppose that is how games on phones work. I mean I could put the offspring song on and it'd pretty much be like the the uh, crazy taxi clicker. Which I constantly get ads for in this game. Not surprising, considering that, you know, 
to both no, the same people. It's fine because the ad plays the, the, the Offspring track. Oh, so well, that's fucking fantastic. So I'm, like, happy every time. I'm like, yeah, I'll take this funny bonus if I get to hear the Offspring. Great. Yeah, this game's great. You should play it. Just remember, man, if you're under 18, you won't be doing any time. Good advice. But, John, you should, you should get this game. You need, you need to play more bad phone games with me because you you're currently taking a break from Clash Royale, it seems. I mean, the break from Clash Royale is basically... Do they have the 2v2 yet? No? Well, I'm really bad at 1v1, so I'm going to wait for that to come back. Well, here's the trick, which is what I'm doing with that, is I still visit and I donate cards and I open chests and I, and I request cards so that when 2v2 is back, I'll be ready. Fair. I, I should do that more. You, you should, because I'm, I'm I'm sustaining you know on that free stuff, so it's fine. I I got my goblin hut up to the next level. I just gotta get the money for it. Well, look at you. Mm-hmm. Goblin hunting it up. It's good in two v two because they never see it coming. Blow. Speaking of games, did you hear the the Persona news today? Yeah. What? Persona Q two. So what is Persona Q2? I, I, I don't fucking know. I, I thought you would know. No, I, I, that's, that's, that's the one the thing I'm entirely news. not sure about. The other things I'm very sure about, and I'm very much like, what? Yeah, they're doing, dan- they're doing dancey games. Persona 3 and Persona 5 dancing games. Now... When they announced that... The joke I made, to quote the joke I made on Facebook that, like, basically no one saw because none of you were my Facebook friends, and, and that's fine. Don't don't be my Facebook friend. I'll, um, be, your, I'll be your friend. I mean, you, you can be my Facebook friend. You already are my Facebook friend. Oh, you didn't, you didn't block me yet. No. Anyway, to quote that joke I made earlier, or Persona 3 dancing game will be great because it'll be the first dancing game where you fucking die in the end. Oh my god, it's right. They do shoot themselves in the head. That's not even it. Like, hey, spoilers, the ending of Persona 3 is you fucking die. But, but so are they ghosts? I don't know. That's the thing. If it's canonically after Persona 3... Spoilers, it is canonical. Is it after Persona 3? I don't know. Because if it is, like, yeah, your main character fucking dies in the, in the end. You die in fucking Igus's arm on the fucking roof of the school. It's fucked. I cried. This is all just a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. Anyway. Yep, nailed it. There it is. But, uh, yeah, this is weird doing one for both games. You know what's even weirder? They're coming to PS4. Yeah, I'm, well, is that really weird, though? No, but... That's not the weird part. The weird part is they didn't go, oh, also, we're bringing Persona 4 Dancing All Night to PS4. Which is I have to imagine for. that's going to happen, though, right? What I thought this was going to be was, yo, we're going to do a collection for the PS4, which is Rev 3, 4, and Bot all together in one package. And oh. Like, yeah, that's fucking great. But no. Owen, Owen, Owen. This is uh-huh. Atlas we're talking about. I know. Like, I, I love that company, and I used to have a long-standing policy of buying everything they put out before I, I learned better, because, you know, honestly, Atlas published 
Atlas published games, not the same as Atlas made games, let's say. Uh-huh. Uh, anyway, though, the point being, yo, Atlas gets theirs. I, I want Persona 4 Dancing All Night. I want it, too. And I guarantee you, it's gonna happen. They better. They better have calibration options, because I cannot play that on my, my Vita TV. Because there's no calibration options, and HGTVs have delay. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Give me that, then I can stream that game. It also reminds me, I'm, I'm thinking of you know, when I have more time, which means uh, after Destiny stuff dies down, of doing a playthrough of Persona 4 Golden on stream. That I may need a second person to commentate. I, I, will, I will watch that game be played. That, that is a good video game. The only, the only thing is you can't influence which girl is best girl. Uh, I mean, you can you have your opinion, but I'm not going to listen to it. I'm sorry, but there is still only one answer. You can take... I will not argue with you if you're going to take second best girl, because second best girl is fine. But John, did you see the Deep Silver account today? No. They said, we do not publish... Per, we do not per, publish Persona games. However, Chie is best girl. Fuck yes! No, but here's the thing. I instantly know who wrote that. Johnny Gat! No. It's our friend Matt Pasquale. Pasquale works for Deep Silver now? Yeah. I called him out on it. He didn't, and he, you know, did a fake non-denial of it. But it was, it was 100% him. He did it. He has, he has a Chia jacket. I've seen it in person. Well, it's all good because Matt Pasquale is a smart man who knows exactly what's up. It's fine. You can have your wrong opinion. You missed my pitch to some people earlier, which is... Your wrong opinion is acceptable because it is not the true wrong opinion, which is unacceptable. Someone, wait, which, are you saying Yukiko? Yes, I'm saying Yukiko! Good, because... She's the worst! That, I mean, yes, 100%, but still. Uh, someone tried to compare the 3 and 4 as to being, like, Pokemon versions, to which I went, no. No! If Atlas is gonna do that, what they do is that they put out, like, five different games for Persona 5 is dancing, and each one would be focused on a different girl. Which would make a ton of money. So I don't know why they're not doing it. Would it, though? I mean, yeah. Because everyone has very heated opinions about the girls in Persona. Okay. No, that is that is definitely true. Although, I mean... Maybe I'm missing something here. And maybe it's just because I have not experienced it yet. So I don't have an opinion one way or the other yet. Oh, John, they, they have heated conversations about the... The new persona. Lady. It doesn't seem like the the heated opinions are as heated. Let's say. Well, also there wasn't an endurance run around it. I feel like people still have very heated opinions about Persona Three characters, though. And I mean, granted, I feel like Persona Three also has a very clear love interest, where I think it's a little less clear in Persona Four. Although I think that there is a kind of canonical one, and I do think it's Risei. Yes. Spoilers. There's, there's the lover arcana for a reason. 
Mm-hmm. And in Persona 3, that was Yukari, and I feel like that game is very much written around you going with Yukari as the girlfriend. Although you can also cl- clearly also date Mitsuru and Fuka and, like, all these other ladies. But let me be clear here, people who support Fuka are bad people. Then go Fuka themselves? This conversation's over. Good. I had to. You... I I had to. I had to, I, this just was going too long. This was going way too long. I have one last thing before we move on. Uh-huh. I'd like to read you some more Metal Gear Solid 5 names. Alright, but then I have something that's not wrestling news to tell you about. Okay, fine. Actually, this is wrestling news. I'll, I'll save it for wrestling news. Go ahead. Name your name your stuff. I'll go loop the queue. You want to tell me to tell you about Deathagama? Death Agama? Mm-hmm. What's an Agama? I have no idea. Probably some kind of a- animal. Okay. Keep going. Vampire go? Sloth? That's sounds pretty good. Thunder Raptor? That sounds like an actual person's name. Howling Worm? Uh, another worm. You've done a lot of worms. Look, there's a lot of... There's only a certain number of animals. Lonely Wallaby. Okay, that one's good. Give me one more good one. Alright. I'm gonna look for it. Come on, lay it on me. I think that this is the perfect segue into wrestling news. Bastard Buzzard. Yep, now it's time for the wrestling news. Hey, John. Here's the news. Bray Wyatt still sucks. Well, that's a given. That's the segue. Good job. I nailed it. So, John, I sent you a picture earlier today. You did? I bought some wrestling tickets. You did. Because the tickets for the the Raw and SmackDown after the Royal Rumble went on pre-sale today. Say what? So I got me some tickets. So, confirmed, I'm going to a Monday Night Raw, even though I really don't want to. You made a mistake. I sure did, but you know what? They serve alcohol there. This is true, they do serve alcohol. I'm going to get loaded up on a Monday Night At the Monday Night Slam. I'm going to get loaded, man. So it'll be fun. I'm, I'm going to try to have a good time for that, but I, I didn't get that good of a seat on purpose. Okay, fair. Well, you enjoy yourself at the Monday Night Time Slam. But I did get tickets to SmackDown, and they offered me these tickets, and I could not pass them up. An offer kinda, that you kinda, could not refuse, you yeah, say. Yeah, kind of similar to when we went to that uh, you know, NXT panel, and then they offered me tickets, and I was like, I can't say no to this. Yep. Kind of similar situation. They said, hey, for face value, do you want to sit in the third row, ringside, behind the commentary team at SmackDown. It turns out the answer is, yeah, kinda. It's like, I said, hold on a second, let me, before I say yes, let me look at the, how the good seats in the lower bowl is. And guess what? More expensive. Same price. So clearly, you would have been a fool not to. So I said, I'm gonna gonna get these tickets, and I'm gonna get real crap ones at all, because I don't give a fuck. Don't give a fuck, but you're still going. 
Yeah, because I'm doing the whole four day thing because a friend is a friend of the site, Oscar, is uh, coming down here for it. So I oh nice take them all four shows. Well, alrighty then. So at least I'll have someone to come with me along the way. Look at you having yourself a time. I'd, I'd have a time. Good. So times now, are plenty. Now I just waiting for them to put tickets on sale for NXT. Here, takeovers are pretty good, right? We'll get to that later. Okay, fair enough. I mean, we can talk about it now if you want, but like, no, I, no, I don't want to. Okay. But yeah, so if you're in Philadelphia area, go. There's pre-sales going on for wrestle tickets. Go, go see a SmackDown. Be the wrestling that you want to see in the world. If you're at of legal drinking age, go see a Raw. Then, then leave partway through of it. Which is probably what I'm going to do for SmackDown, to be fair. I'm probably going to leave before 205 Live starts. I, don't, I really don't give a shit. Like, it asked me, did I watch, like, did I even watch, like, any clips of 205 Live this week? No. Like on, like on I'm not going to ask you because I know the answer is no. Of course not. No. It's bad. I would also just throw out there, why would you, when, dear God, the ending of the one interesting thing on 205 Live was so predictable. I have no idea what it is. Uh, that would be the match between Akira Tozawa and Arya Divari to decide oh. who faces Neville at SummerSlam. Oh, oh, duh. Okay, never mind then. Yeah, that's obvious. Yeah. Hey, you think they're going to do heel versus heel? No. I mean, they're doing that at NXT TakeOver. Well, NXT TakeOver is a weird place where... Things that maybe shouldn't be happening happen. That's fair. And yeah. sometimes it's great that it happens, and sometimes it's questionable. Mm-hmm. But the uh, main roster, however, no. Yeah. That is a place where they will do one thing, and they will do that one thing over and over and over again until you understand. You do you understand? Great. You know what's great though, John? Before two hundred five live. What? Apparently, Baron Corbin attacked Nakamura. Oh, on the uh, on the network, the network exclusive bit that they had there. Yeah, and you know what? I didn't know at all about that until I woke up this morning. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know that there was a network exclusive bit until this morning. Yeah, it's weird. It's as if they took away the thing that would make me want to tune into the network on Tuesday nights. So why would I even bother to look after SmackDown? I've had my two hours of wrestling. They're doing a real shit job of getting people to watch the network. So bitter. What? So bitter about Talking Smack being dead. I, I am bitter. Was there a smacking talk this week? I don't know. Let me look. I bet not. Well, while we talk about that, let's let's segue into... One of the more important bits of news that you have here, even though I, it's second on the list of, you know, yeah, our show notes that you can see if you are a Patreon subscriber to us. Patreon.com slash PWC. It's not just Patreon, it's dot. Nope. Nope. Just give us money. Also, I, I got, I figured out what happened. What's that? Uh, Smacking Talk got shut down. What? Yeah. They only lasted one week, and they said, don't do that anymore. What the fuck? 
you know. I do know, but what in the fuck? But all this was a segue to saying that, uh, yeah, the WWE quarterlies happened recently, and uh, they're doing a lot of cutbacks on the network. Yeah, they sure are. And on the company as a whole, really. Did you ever see the Edge Christian show? Uh, I didn't. Honestly, I I really know. Good. Yeah, I I've heard that it's really good, and that you just have to get past that pilot, which is the only one that Vince watched, probably because he was on it. Yeah, it's real good. They make a Jay Lethal joke in one of the episodes. It's pretty good. It's extremely good. But uh, yeah, that's not happening anymore. They cut yeah, it. Yeah, I heard. They're cutting that. They cut you know talking smack. They're a bunch of stuff. Yeah, they're they're cutting things left, right, and center. Like they they announced, uh, like you know, obviously Legends uh, is done. Yeah, unfiltered. Renee Young is done. Yeah, unfiltered's done. Um, are they gonna do more Superstar Inc. or is that gonna be done when that's whenever that's over? I'm sure that's done. All the good stuff is going away because we can't have nice things. Speaking of nice things we can't have, have you noticed that there's been no pyro for the past, like, several weeks? Uh, honestly, I haven't, really. I have. Because, I don't know about you, but, like, when AJ Styles used to come out, you know, you take off his hood and then the, the, the fireworks would happen. Oh, you're right. Doesn't do that anymore. I mean, honestly, like, yeah, the, the only people that really consistently get pyro on Raw... Are like uh, Brock and and yeah, just Brock basically. And uh, you know, remember with Jericho, usually the countdown ends with an explosion. Oh yeah, that's not a thing anymore. No, no pyro. No one gets pyro. Nobody gets pyro anymore. I mean, if they're gonna do that, they got to go back to like. They just do the countdown and then have Jericho standing there in the dark with only the jacket lighting things or the scarf now, I suppose. Yeah. Then going to break the walls down because that was pretty sick. Mm hmm. But yeah. No more pyro. So I guess that confirms Kane's never coming back. Because his thing is kind of fire and they're not paying for it. He can't appear anymore. Look, man. He's going to be busy running Knox County, Tennessee in a little bit, so. I'm telling you, every time he walks into his office, he has to raise and lower his arms to turn turn on and off the lights. It has to happen. Yes. But yeah, cost-cutting shit's real bad because, uh, if you, if you didn't know, like, for their, uh, they had, they had a profitable year last year. They sure did. Currently, they're way far behind on that. And it's not that they're not, from what I understand, uh, from what I was reading here, and, and feel free to correct me on this, it's not that they're not having a profitable year as much as it's that they're not as profitable as they were last year. Yep, correct. So instead of, like, you know, saying whatever, they're instead being like, well, fuck all this because we need to make as much money as last time. Exactly, so... Which, I... Why? Because they're idiots. I don't know. They don't realize, oh, maybe we should make the, the stuff better instead of taking away the good stuff. 
Maybe that's that's a crazy idea of mine. Race to the bottom. I mean, we've already won that one. He'll turn. Well, speaking of uh, the bottom, let's get to the bottom of uh, Brock Lesnar's situation. <laughs> did you did you see that promo at the beginning of Raw? Yeah, I did. Where now in the commercials they even include this bit, where Paul Heyman said that if Brock loses his title, he's leaving WWE. Yep. Weird, right? Yeah, it's almost as if that whole stuff about him wanting to go back to UFC and fight John Jones is all true, and WWE's preparing for that to happen. But here's the thing, John. Yes. I don't know if you've like looked into this, but I don't think it's happening. I don't think WWE is going to allow him to just get up and go over there and do that. Because, for one thing, remember last time? Yeah, I do. When he won that match and then it turned out, whoops, he was on steroids. And uh, WWE like got nothing out of it? Yeah. But why would they let their talent on do that again? Also, you know that he's... You know, he retired, so when he gets back, he has to finish his suspension, right? Oh, right. Because his suspension's been on hiatus since he retired. So if he unretires, he has to fulfill his suspension. Which uh, goes around, you know, December, January time. Which, uh, yeah, also he has to go through his whole, like, drug testing thing. He's got to go through all this, this, like, camp for the fight and everything, and you know when that would be? That he mm, do all that stuff? Not sure. Probably WrestleMania season. Royal Rumble slash WrestleMania season. And do you really want Brock Lesnar to not be around during the most profitable time of the year? Look, these are all very compelling arguments that make a lot of sense. Here's the thing, though. Nothing WWE does with Brock Lesnar makes sense. Yeah, but, like, he, they have the control here. And this, like, even for WWE, this would make no sense. Like, to, like, a baffling degree. They, this is the time they need him the most, so it's it's not happening. Unless some miracle happens. It makes sense, and yeah, I, I completely... Again, I completely understand where you're coming from, and I think that you are, in normal circumstances, 100% correct and accurate, and that is what a smart business would do. I guess my only counter to to that is that I feel like when it comes to Brock Lesnar and the decisions they make surrounding him and the things they let him do, WWE has shown that they are very stupid And basically, and you know, and I'd say this applies to other part-timers as well, like, basically willing to let them do whatever the fuck. But it's WrestleMania, though. True. So what to say, but I'm just telling you, from my opinion, it's not happening. At least not under this contract. Maybe when his contract with WWE is up, or after WrestleMania, maybe. I can see it. Not, Not soon. 
Do you have any other wrestling news? I mean, there's one more thing on the sheet here. All right. It's, I, we went out of order, didn't we? We did. Uh, so you watched the Monday Night Raw because I forced you to. Yeah, I, I did. Uh, how did the, the Nia Jax Bailey match go? It was dumb. How dumb? I mean, it was basically it was Nia Jax trucking Bailey and beating her up and everything, and then whoops, here comes Alexa Bliss to be all like, "I'm Alexa Bliss," bah! and as she does, that's a good impression. And Nia uh, got thrown and and ran into a goddamn uh, the you steel stairs. No, Bailey? I'm no, I'm saying Nia got fucking. Bailey got definitely got thrown around by Nia a whole bunch and got knocked into the uh the, the whatchamacallit there. The God, why am I not even remembering? The fucking uh, barriers. The barrier. The barricade. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm an idiot. Point is Bailey definitely got thrown to the barricades and got fucked up a whole bunch, but yeah, the the match ended with Nia slamming her ass into the st- steel steps and getting counted out and Bailey winning. Because that makes Bailey look strong. Mm-hmm. That sounds about WWE's logic. But I guess it doesn't matter that Bailey looked quote-unquote strong because, yeah, the news that you got here is... Mm. Just okay her shoulder. She got Finn Ballard. Well, we don't know if it's that bad. Uh, the word is that they're, gonna, they're swelling, so they're going to let that subside, then next week they're going to reevaluate her. But there is a possibility that she will not be cleared for SummerSlam. Isn't that a shame we're not going to see Bailey and Alexa Bliss wrestle again? I know, I'm just so... You know... I don't know, tell me. I'm just so broken up about the entire thing. It just makes me so upset that we're not going to be able to see this match anymore. Oh no. John, are you okay? I, I just. Are you gonna make it? Honestly, I, I'm being a dick about the whole thing. Oh, yeah. But the problem with this whole thing is that this actually is really bad because who do you put in that position now? Weirds. Maybe it's the person I pitched last week. Which, which is Nia Jax. Nia is a heel. Yeah, Brooklyn. Whatever. Do it. Turn her into a face temporarily. Or permanently, I don't know. I just don't think that's a good look. Like, I, I think that you need to... Like, having her just go face for this, and then... You know, go back to being heel, or like, staying as a face and being like a monster face? Like, how does monster that... Monster face, yeah. There you go. I just don't see how that benefits her, or literally anyone. Have you seen this division? This division benefits no one. Yeah, and I agree with you there. Definitely. But And what they're currently doing with Nia is not benefiting her because she's n- going nowhere. She's going to be nowhere near the title. It's true. Like, basically the only good thing she's fucking had, you know, I, I referenced it in about last night. Was your read over at ProWrestling.Cool? Wait, that's up? Wait, it's up now? Yeah. Oh, cool. Uh, but I... You got me all thrown. Anyway, what I was saying was that uh, one thing I mentioned there is that, like, hey, remember last week when Nia fucking, like, 
obliterated fucking Emma in one of those classic raw, here's a two-minute women's match. I try not to remember that. And here's Nia losing. Of course, because they have to make the content number contender look strong. But losing in a way that doesn't particularly make the number one contender look strong. Raw women's booking. Don't worry about it. I mean, also the SmackDown women's booking super fucked, but we'll we'll get to that. It's almost like everything in the women's divisions everywhere is super fucked. Well, not everything. Yeah, maybe not NXT. Yeah, also some some of the women on SmackDown are fine. And some of the women on Raw are fine. Name one. Emma. No, she she did the whole thing. Oh, I'm gonna sleep with your son. Ugh. She's a heel. Then she got killed by another heel. That is an unfortunate thing. That is not Emma's fault. And now she's gone forever again. Again, not Emma's fault. Again, but this is not. This is they're not handling her well. She's, things are not okay with Emma. She should be like the focus. Yes, that no argument here. Great. Like, because that's the thing, is when Emma was saying all that shit about, like, hey, remember how I started the women's revolution? I was just like, where's the lie, though? I mean, there isn't a lie. There is no lie. It was her and Paige. That's what happened. I know we're not talking about either of them. You know, one of them now, because, you know... Say no more. Say no more. That stuff's real bad, but the point being... Fucking Emma's the best. Yeah. Leave Emma alone. Sure. Uh, So, yeah, Bailey, we don't know if she'll be out of the match, though, so... Fingers crossed she'll be okay. Yeah, I mean, that's the problem, though, is who do you put in that slot if not her? You know my opinion, even if you don't like it. Yeah, it's like... I guess you could do Nia, but, like, who else? Like, Sasha lost... So, and you're already kind of starting to turn her heel, and you should just fucking turn her heel already. They're, they're, not, they're gonna just backpedal and put her in the match. Yeah, they might. Like, probably, because, threat. yeah, who else is it gonna be? Dana Brooke? Put a triple threat. Put like, Sasha and Nia in. Mickey James, that would actually be smart and, and cool. They don't, they don't care about Mickey James, though. That's the problem. When's the last time we saw her? I know. That's that's the point of what I'm making, is they have no one else to put in that slot. Yeah. I, I told you, Sasha and I had triple threat. Make all the make all the championship matches for Raw be multi-man. Or multi-person. That make, is... Make all the SmackDown uh, ones one-on-one. Uh, Let's go. Uh, is that it for news? Yeah. I guess. And uh, why don't you uh, chat with me about a little something called Monday Night Raw, which we kind of already were talking about, but now we're going to talk about even more. Play me the song. I mean, I don't have a song. The, the Raw song. The, tonight is the night with the... Wait, no, it's not it. Beely bobbly boat ba boat it's Raw. What? Is that the new Raw theme? Yeah. Huh. I guess I don't watch Raw, so... <laughs> sure. 
Yeah, man, you've been really missing out on on the hottest, the new tunes, the the sickest new beats. Like, okay, let's let's just fucking get into it right now. Please, please do. Let's talk about Seth Rollins' new theme. Uh, is it a new theme? I mean, look, man, that angry teenager screaming "Burn it down!" as if he's trying to be the dude from Rage Against the Machine, like is the most fucking extreme and metal thing on the planet. Uh, do you understand what metal is? No. Clearly not. It's hilarious. That's the point here. The fact it's, is that... It's like, terrible. I kind of love it for how terrible it is. Well, yeah, it's the funny thing is that other of all superstars are retweeting people, like, making joke videos about it. As they should be, because it's really bad. And as I said in about last night, which again, you could read at ProWrestling.cool, it's not just cool, it's dot .cool. Uh-huh. This is a terrible fucking thing for your guy that you're trying to push as one of your top baby faces to have. Oh, like, come on. Didn't you see his shirt? It says burn it down. I did. And I've also seen their, their other accompanying advertising material of Seth Rollins being an arsonist and setting fire to that fucking warehouse of WWE equipment. I didn't even think about that. that, that see, there you go. They, they, That's their 2K branding. I Trust me. As I said, they are leaning hard into Seth Rollins being an arsonist. I mean, when has arson been a babyface thing? Uh, John, clearly you didn't watch the Bray Wyatt Randy Orton viewed. I guess not. I Good. guess it's not. Remember, he threw the he, he set the house on fire. They did the dove pose, and we all thought that's fucking great. I'm not sure that was my reaction, but we'll have to go back to the all tape right, fine. there. L- less the fact that he set some of the houses on fire, and more the fact that he d- did the dove pose while a house was burning. Okay, I'm not gonna lie. That's a cool visual. It's, it's hilarious. Wrestling is cool, man. Look, man. All I'm saying here is, there. This is an, another one of those instances of they say one thing for Seth Rollins. They try to be like, "This is Seth Rollins now. He's a cool dude. He's a chill bro." And then Seth Rollins still just acts like the weird standoffish dick that Seth Rollins always was. And made us angry at Seth Rollins. Uh, which? What do you mean? Do you mean like just his bi- his face run, or do you mean when he broke up the Shield? I mean, look, man, his his face run has basically just been him acting like the same dude that he was when he broke up the Shield of being kind of arrogant and full of himself, and like I'm the best man. Mm-hmm. I'm angry, and I'm like never really owning up for his bullshit. And yeah, like, he's started to kind of do that, and, like, it's worked in some ways, but in others, yeah, you get, like, weird mixed messages like this burn-it-down shit, which is just like, oh, like, again, I understand the metaphor they're going for. I understand the idea of, you know, burn down your idols, like, I'm the new shit, like, and I'm gonna take this world by storm, but he's not sending that message. He hasn't clearly articulated that as his worldview, you know? I have a question. What? Do you think they're going to drop the Kingslayer thing and call him the Firestarter? No. That'd be so cool. They, they could listen to that song. 
I look, man. If he came out dressed up as the dude from Prodigy from the video to Firestarter, I would be so fucking stoked. You cannot even imagine. I just don't think it's going to happen. That's fine. Fine. I'm sorry. I'm not saying this because I want don't want it. I'm saying it because it's true. That's fair. Anyway, Seth Rollins got all angry at Cesaro and and Sheamus, and then he fought Sheamus, and then he rolled up Sheamus, and then they started beating Seth Rollins up, and then now they're gonna fight Dean Ambrose. And wait, what? You're saying the thing that I said was gonna happen is gonna happen? Where they're gonna fight for the titles? Yeah, it turns out that they totally are just going to team those two up again as a tag team because they don't really got anything else for them to do. As if I know what I'm talking about. Uh... Look, man, I was I was hoping that they would be more clever. Dude, there's your they would do something mistake. more interesting. See, your first, your first mistake, having any hope in Raw. I know. I mean, there's still... The only hope left is that the thing that I want to happen happens. That Dean immediately turns on Rollins? Uh-huh. The problem is I don't think it's going to be immediate, and that's what makes me sad. No, but it, I mean, no, it, it, he has to finally gain Amber's trust, and then they do the shield thing, and then also he turns his back, and oh no, steel chair. No! Symbolism! Ow, I've been chaired! Do you believe in life after love? No. If not, I'll beat into you with a steel chair. Sounds like something you'd do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fucking mm-hmm. typical Owen. So it sounds like things are great with the Raw tag titles. Yeah. How's, they, how's everything else on Raw? Uh, I mean, the Hardy Boys are going to fight the Revival, I guess. Yeah, remember they had that whole losing streak, and it's like, oh no, the Revival's gonna hit the shower machine and break them. I mean, that could still happen. No, but the Hardys won. No, they didn't. The Hardys won on Monday. Yeah, against Luke Gowles and Carl Anderson. Yeah, they were on a losing streak, and now their losing streak broke. Yeah. Did you not watch the video on WWE.com? Shit, no. Why would I do that? They cut that promo. What promo? About the, the revival revived them. And now that they've, you know, they're feeling better than ever. Look, man. John. Did, lawsuits did, work in mysterious ways. John. Mm-hmm. In here, what they said. They said they've been awoken. They're, they're, the, they're, they're the woken hardies. The Woken Hardys? Uh-huh. No. Yep, that's what he said. No. And he did the laugh and everything, and yeah. They're gonna do a weird fucking knockoff of it. Because they can't be broken, so they're gonna be Woken. Okay. The Hardys are Woke AF, John. Nope, that's that's the end of this discussion. Say that's that's what they said in that promo, and it's amazingly terrible.
Aren't you so glad that you got the Hardys? No. What? I'm sorry to say, at WrestleMania. It was cool at WrestleMania. There's so much potential. There's always so much potential. And then, fuck that owl. And then Raw. Oh, I was saying more so fuck that owl. Yep. Also the owl. The owl is, is the harbinger of shitty things as well. I cannot I deny this. I still can't believe you were shocked when that when Bound for Glory opened with a fucking owl actually being in the ring. I wasn't shocked as much as I was just like, really? You guys did that? Yeah, fuck that owl. John? Yes? What else you got? Alright, well, I guess now's as good as any time to talk about our good friend Jason Jordan. It's, it's never a good time talking about Jason Jordan. Come on, man. He's fucking Kurt Angle's son. Isn't that cool? Wait, he's fucking Kurt Angle's son? I thought he was Kurt Angle's son. Look, self-love is... A wonderful thing. Is it? No, and you're going to hell and you have hairy palms. Anyway! Jason Jordan was on Miz TV this week. This sounds great! Yeah, Miz was all like, I'm the Miz, and I'm gonna be a smarmy dick, because that's what I do. And let me guess, Jason Jordan said, I'm really fucking bad at promos. Check out my jeans. He didn't say that, but he mostly said, you know, just basic babyface stuff. Like, I'm a likable babyface, and I do babyface things. I'm going to politely but firmly... Yeah, and Miz acknowledged the fucking, like, you know... Oh, hey, you get... It seems like a lot of the crowd doesn't like you. Even in Pittsburgh. And his response, he gave the classic response that I'm sure you can, can't even believe of some people like me and some people boo me. Or, you know, some people are going to boo and some people are going to cheer and that's okay. The crowd's going to do whatever they want. That's a bad way to look at things. But it's just like the John Cena, and everybody loves the John Cena. Nope. What's the problem? Nope. This is bad, John. This is all terrible. And then Miz was all like, after, you know, he said, I'm not going to join your stupid club, but thanks anyway. Uh, Miz was all like, you suck and I hate you. Um, you're just going to ride the coattails of your dad. And he did that whole thing of like, I want to make my own legacy. I'm here to, f- I want to be my own man, you know, like babyface do. Mm-hmm. To which then Miz was just all yelling about how Kurt Angle's washed up and, and sucks. Oh no, in Pittsburgh, you can't do that. Oh, Miz. Just missing it up. Mm-hmm. The point being here is that then Jason Jordan got all like, you could say whatever you want about me, but don't you dare sir, talk shit about my dad. Rah! 
Never talk to me or my father ever again. <laughs> yep. Exactly. And so he, uh, started beating the shit out of the Miz. Or, actually, he didn't really beat the shit out of the Miz as much as the Miz Taraj tried to beat him up, and he threw them into each other! Oh, boy. Which is kind of funny. Sure, but this is going to lead to a match that I don't want to see. Oh, definitely it is. And also, as I wrote in about last night, how are they going to justify this match without Miz looking right and Jason Jordan getting a fucking Intercontinental Championship because of nepotism? You want to know, you know how, John? How? They're not. It's just Miz is going to be right because the Miz is always right. Oh, dear. He was right about John Cena. He was right about Dean Ambrose. Yeah. He's always right. Right about Daniel Bryan. We don't talk about that. I know certain people in this in this organization think that that promo should not have happened. But let's be honest. He was right. Oh, 100% he was right, but we don't want we don't talk about it now, John. Promo of the year Miz was right. Every year. Every year, Miz was right. Yep. Hey, John. Except for that one time when he was when he was like, "Hey, man, I could main event WrestleMania." I mean, he did. Miz was not right. He did it anyway, John. I know he did. Miz was not right. I. That's the Rock's fault. Is it? But we we don't need to talk about it, John. It was a bad WrestleMania. Fair. That is. It was one of the worst in recent memory until last year's. Or, I guess, technically it was this year's. Wow. Really that negative on the Ultimate Thrill ride? It was really bad. Yeah, I guess it wasn't great. Oh, wait, no. That not, I'm not thinking about that one. I am thinking about uh, last year. Yeah, the one in Dallas. That was one of the worst... That is probably the worst WrestleMania I saw in live. Okay. Outside. With, but I should probably rewatch twenty seven. Wait, no, it's, it's twenty. Yeah, it was twenty seven. That's the one in uh, Atlanta. Yeah, I think it was Atlanta. Which is the one where they had uh, Brodus Clay's racist mammy dance? That was twenty eight. That one's... I, I don't because know my, if that one's a bad WrestleMania, ass. but that's just bad. Yeah, but you know that one was in was uh, in Miami, because that was the one where The Rock won, and then you and I saw the rematch at 29. Oh, right. Yep. And the year before that was The Miz. To set up for that match that The Rock won. Yep, which set up to the match where John Cena won. God damn it. Which led up to the match where The Rock beat Eric Rowan in three seconds. Hey, come on. It was seven. Whatever. Semantics. Eric but Rowan John, deserves better. But John, if we're talking Just about kidding, Eric Rowan might not deserve better. But John, since we were talking about angles in Pittsburgh, you know, with, with Jason Jordan... Yep. Can we talk about the opening promo overall? Sure. Where Kurt Angle continues to not be able to say words. He has a broken freaking neck, thank you. <laughs> I hope it's not still broken. 
But he started using R words for people, and it was very upsetting because he wasn't doing it on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> Where he called him Braun Strongman. <laughs> that was pretty good. And then he called... Well, he, he did Samoa Joe right because he fought him so many damn times he knew his name. And he put respect Come on, on, man. He's part of the main event mafia. And he put, and he put some respect on it. Because that's what you do with Samojo's name. Mm-hmm. But then he put... They said Ramen Reigns. <laughs> he said Ramen Reigns. <laughs> oh, Kurt Angle. I'm surprised he didn't say the Ram Dog Big Dog. I thought it was going to go all the way. But yeah, why can Kurt Angle not say words properly anymore? It's hard. Is it, was, is it the drugs? Because he's not on them anymore. Look, oh, man. Not. Kurt Angle's seen some things. Kurt Angle's done some things. He's done a lot of things. Yeah, he has done a lot of things, hasn't he? He, he thought that be, staying in TNA was a good idea. So yes, he, he, he did a lot of things. He sure did, huh? But yeah, but why is he the general manager? Because he's a Hall of Famer. Angle sucks. Because like Vince, because like Miz said, he's a burned out jock uh, who fucking got a job because people feel sorry for him. Oh my God, did he say that? He did. He's not rock. That's what caused Jason Jordan to go off and be all like, don't you insult my dad. But he's right. He is right. That's the problem. Kurt Angle sucks. He's terrible. He's not wrong. Man. He's really not wrong. And that's the issue with all of this. Oh, man. Fuck Raw. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything positive to come out of this, or do you have a, a list of negative things you still need to go down? Um, let me look here. Uh, no, you want to talk about Elias? All right, John. Not Elias Sampson, just Elias. John, someone told me this yesterday morning that they just called him Elias, and I had to go to the WWE website because I said, that's fucking stupid, that's not true. Yeah, it's, if you go to our website, that he's now listed as Elias. He sure is. That's his name now. That's his name. Okay. Instead of you losing his his first name, like people usually do this time, this one lost his last name because what? I mean, Big E lost his last name. I mean, at least Big E is a name. Biggie is a size of french fries you used to get at Wendy's. Thank you. Fair. Just, just saying. Just saying Biggie is closer to being, like, a thing that is acceptable to call people than Elias is. I don't know. I don't think either is acceptable, to be fair. You know what? Fair. It's like I, th having... Several, three, there's three people on the roster currently whose name is Big Something. True. What? 
Big Cash, Big E, Big Show. Yeah, I know. And two of them fought each other. They sure did. It was the... Okay. Let's let's just talk about it. Oh, we're going to talk about it? What was the main event this week? Oh, oh, they advertised the triple threat with with 75% of the... SummerSlam main event, which he said a hundred times. No, that was the thing that was near the end of hour two. The yeah, main event that... of the week. Wait, no, hold on. You're telling me there's a third hour? There is, in fact, a third hour of Monday Night Raw. You know that, like, not a lot of people know that? No, I think a lot of people know that. I think it's just a lot of people don't care because they do a really bad job of making you want to watch that third hour. Because the first two hours are are a insufferably long and b be, or rather because of b the fact that they're very bad. Uh, here, I have a statistic for you, John, because I looked at how bad the third hour raw was this week, and I said that something must be up about this. So it's been about five years of having three hour raws, right? It's been five years since we. Nope. Nope. You tried and it didn't work out for you. I, I just, I, I'm sorry. It's okay. But uh, my question for you is, uh, what percentage of Raws do you think that the viewership increased from hour two to hour three? Increased? Or yeah, which how many how many times did hour three beat hour two in the ratings? Oh, oh, I get your question now. Um. I'm going to guess this is the entire five years, you said? Yeah, like ever since the very first one. I'm going to guess five times. What if I told you the answer was a zero? I'm less surprised. Not once. Not even a single time. Not with Brock Lesnar, not with Goldberg. Nothing. Not a single thing has been done to make people want to tune into that third hour. I mean, and sometimes, and it's, it's weird because sometimes they're, you know, and clearly this is not often, but sometimes they're able to add, add people f- to the second hour. Yeah. Instead of just fucking bleeding them dry like they usually do. Oh yeah, that's, that's also sometimes like a sports happening or, you know, people are busy at 8 o'clock. But yeah, 9 o'clock's the sweet spot. That's why you see sometimes like big promos happen at the, to- at the top of the 9 o'clock hour. Yeah, that that's the reason why the main event happened in hour two because they said, "Well, we might as well do the big promotional thing for SummerSlam when people are watching," and then when no one else is watching, we just put a bunch of dog shit. Because that's how you convince people to keep tuning in for that third hour. I, I don't think they care anymore. It's been this long; they just give given up. You would think, oh, they should just get rid of the third hour. They should, you know. Do the thing that I've always said is, like, make it a a talk show. Yeah, just make it fucking raw talk or whatever. But no, they're not going to do that. They're going to just make people drag through that third hour, which, as someone who watched it, I know you did, right? Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, Yeah, the crowd, after that triple threat match, could not care less about anything going on. No, they were dead. So, good job, WWE. Great job, WWE. So, what was the actual main... What was the actual last... I'm not going to say main event. What was the last match of the evening on Raw? 
Big Show versus Big Cass. How how did that go? It was basically the same thing that they've always done. And what's that? Mediocre wrestling. I mean, it had a, had a finish, right? It was the end of the night, right? Oh, yeah. The finish was uh, Big Cass winning on disqualification because Enzo jumped him from behind. The baby faces. And also because that's how you want to end the show on a disqualification. Cool. And then uh, Big Show got comeuppance or whatever by punching Big Cass in the face. Wow, what an exciting way to go off the air. I'm love I can't wait to come back next week. Come back next week for more exciting adventures like this. I'm good. Well, I'm good on talking about Raw, so Oh really? Yeah. Oh, I guess you want me to tell you about the, the, the SmackDown live. Sure. I, I watched the SmackDown Live. Yeah, see that's the thing. That I don't watch Raw, but you'll watch SmackDown because SmackDown's the good show. Because SmackDown has good wrestling, also, which is something that Raw doesn't. Also, it has... Let's just fucking talk about the thing that matters here. Come on. Uh, the fucking Fashion Files. No, there, there are no Fashion Files. You're right. I'm sorry. Fashion Peaks. Fashion Peaks. John? Uh, I, I went over to our spreadsheet where we start listing stuff for our year-end awards. Mm-hmm. I listed this segment multiple times. In different okay. categories. Okay. It's so good. It's really good. And I feel like, you know, this is a thing that we say very often is kind of a hyperbole thing. But, like, this is genuinely one of the best and funniest thing, like wrestling show pro segment promos that WWE has done in a very long time. Here's the thing, John. You know how good this was? How good was it? At the end of the segment, because, you know, you can hear the crowd mm-hmm. in, in the arena, they did not cheer after this. They applauded it. <laughs> the crowd straight up applauded the end of this when it, when it ended. Some people cheered. Not me, but like, yeah, they cheered by me, but it was mostly like an applause. Like, bravo, this was this was good content. I enjoyed this. This is a good television program that you just did. Yeah, that was it was so great that people were applauding it. I was like, that's crazy. So clearly they're doing something right. Because remember when you, uh, you thought the crowd didn't like the fashion files at Battleground? No, we yeah. were all glued to it. We were just like, oh, we got bamboozled. Shucks, you got us. It continues. Yeah, people people in the crowd are all watching the screen, but we love it. It's always fun. So good. This <laughs> Fandango's goddamn... She's <laughs> everything. Oh, yeah, the picture, like, the, the different pictures on the wall... Bella Twin Peaks. Blue Velvet McIntyre. Sting as a racer head. So good. Uh, it's fantastic. And then fucking, like, Fondago as, like, the fucking person from the Red Room or whatever it is, like, dancing. And also it's kind of a callback to, like, what he did that had that weird, like, Latin Fondango phase for a bit. Uh-huh. And fucking, like... 
the ascension just being so weird. And pouring syrup on a log. And like Connor like Victor's like weird like kind of like chattery laughing. This this is the best the ascension's been ever. Ever. Man. This is all so good. We don't need to, like, go break it down. People should just go watch it. It's on YouTube. It's on Hulu. Do yourself a favor. It's the best! Like, if you know any, like, David Lynch stuff, or you have a general idea about Twin Peaks, it's it's brilliant. Like, this was genuinely, like, genuinely funny, genuinely well-written, like, well-acted. Mm-hmm. Like, everything about this was, like... The kind of thing that you don't fucking generally see on this goddamn show. Uh huh. I, I don't think Vince McMahon had anything to do with this. I hope not. He probably didn't even say it. Great. It's he so makes good movies. That I named my About Last Night article, which is over at ProWrestling.cool. Um, I named it after the No More Metaphors thing that Tyler Breeze yelled. And. As I was getting ready to publish my thing, I saw another article on another website used the same exact thing, and I thought, you know what? I'm not going to change it. It's too perfect. Everyone's article for SmackDown is going to be called this, because it's correct. No more metaphors. I would have suggested one way you could have changed it. What? Could have gone with enough with the metaphors. Which he also yelled. I know, but no more metaphors is the correct one. But yeah, this was great. People this was wonderful. It. I love the I love them. They're the greatest. They should have won the tag belts. They should still win the tag belts. That'd be cool. They should win all the belts. Should I talk about the actual like show now? I mean, if you must. Did you know that AJ Styles and Kevin Owens fought again for like the hundredth time? Yeah, I did. I I watched this match with the intensity, and I kind of wish I didn't. Hey, John, did you not learn your lesson? Every single time these two have fought, it's had a fucked up finish. All the way back to battle uh, to uh, not battle to to uh, backlash, where AJ's foot got caught in the announce desk. Every match they've had has had a fucked up finish. Last yeah. night, last night was no different because Kevin Owens went, "Oh no, I hit the referee," and then, "Oh no, my shoulders up, but the ref's blind, so like he couldn't see it." How terrible! Yes, I understand these things, but w- let me just throw something out there. Uh huh. What if it's something that makes story sense, but is also bad and dumb? I mean, I I don't think the second part. I think was did make story sense. Why Why did you not like it? Because it was bad and dumb, and it felt like, hey, remember when we had that like weird fucked up finish at Battleground that. Like, I guess we could justify as, oh, it did intentionally, but no, that was just a weird fuck-up. Like, 
this just felt like, hey, remember that? Well, here's something that fu- even as crazy fucked up as that, too. But this time it's storyline. Like, I don't, I don't get why people keep saying that. That was not what happened at Battleground. Because you want to know a secret, John? About what, what was the planned finish heading into that match? Okay. The plan was AJ Styles was to retain his belt. Yeah. Something changed mid-match that had Kevin Owens win the belt. And no one knows what it happened. And it wasn't, oh, it was going to be a weird thing with the referee. The, I don't know what, I don't know why people keep saying that. Because there is a weird story involving that match, but that's not it. The thing is that the finish of the match and the decision flipped somehow during the match. Because the point is we don't know how it flipped or why it flipped, but also it seems like nobody really knew what was going on. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I knew what was going on because I, I called it out right as it was happening. But, yeah, I mean, like, other, like, reporters and stuff, like, don't know the answer to what happened. And I feel like only the people involved with the match know. I don't know if we're going to get that answer. I, I mean, I, there is one person I think that probably knows. And that's Chris Jericho. Because because of whatever the hell happened at Battleground, he got called in last week to make an appearance and help get the belt back on AJ without Kevin Owens getting the loss. Because if you notice, Chris Jericho was not there this week. I did, and I was like, wait, what? Because he was not supposed to come back. Also, uh, thing speaking of people that I was like, wait, what? Where are you? Owen, the fuck's Goldust? Who? Uh, you know Goldust? Oh, the guy that's feuding with R-Truth, and then the R-Truth feud ended, so now he's gone. Wait, where, where the fuck is Goldust? I mean, that's a raw question. I don't know why you're asking me. Where is he? Why don't you ask him? You can tweet him. You took him from me. I did not. He's not on SmackDown. You're lying. You stole him. Give him John, back. John, there's enough unused talent on SmackDown. We don't need yours. Chad Gable's not unused. It's true. Chad Gable's getting, like, mad use now that we've discovered that he's Daniel Bryan's son. Also, John... Wait, that was on The Dead Show, though. Does that count? I don't know. But, John, you didn't let me finish the, uh, the quickly about the Styles and Owens thing. Whereas... Oh, there's more? Yeah. Because, remember, the match was made for SummerSlam. Yeah. With the Styles and Owens fighting again, but with Shane as referee. Yeah. Guess what? That was not the plan. That got changed on Tuesday. Okay. Because originally the plan was that Owens and Shane were going to have a match. So, But why? Because the match with Styles was so like surprisingly good. They said, why not try it with Owens? This has got nothing else going on, and we don't want to see him fight Styles for the hundredth time. A lot of... St- like, if you don't know, like... From, like, the things I've been, like, talking to people about, 
the plans for SummerSlam changed a lot. Like it, it, they started changing with the uh, the, w, uh, the Universal Championship match because remember that was supposed to be originally it was going to be Brock against Braun, then it was Brock against Roman, then it became the Fatal Four Way that we have, right? Yeah. Well, on the SmackDown side, the plan was that it was going to be uh, Kevin Owens against Shane McMahon. Which was the plan up until yesterday. And something got changed. You know what else was the plan heading into SmackDown this week? Um, let me let me just cut you off there to because I do want to say one last thing about that, which is I guess I just don't understand why we need to have Shane McMahon wrestling. Cause it's like a it's a it's like an attraction. It gets, like, people's interest that used to watch him back in the ads or whatever. And I get it. All right. I guess I was looking to be like, and you know, I love the styles. So I'm on board. But, John, getting back to the point about Owen the Styles, you know what else was the plan, which, you know, I had told you on Tuesday that I thought the WWE title match was going to be a triple threat, but yeah, that was because I saw wrong promotional material. Oh no! So that was not sources telling me that one. That was me trying to figure out something that I saw. Yes, but, but, something that a lot of people saw. Yeah, but let's my, say. But my sources were like, no, the plan was always going to be Jinder against Nakamura. But you know what else was the plan? What's that? It was going to be AJ Styles against John Cena for the U.S. title. Sure. I mean, that's a match that would have been good. It also would have been a rematch. Yeah, but a rematch we hadn't seen in a while. Since January. Yeah, but it would again be a rematch. And not just a rematch, but literally a rematch rematch from last year's SummerSlam. Yeah, and... A rematch of one of the best matches we've seen. Remember the one at the Royal Rumble? That match. I do, but a rematch of a thing we've seen a whole bunch of times. And again, last year's SummerSlam. It doesn't look good for your big event. It's like out every few, every like half a year. So that's fine if they do that. Like you're not with John Cena. You're not going to get that many more matches with him before he retires. So. Get get those matches in. That's oh, kind of why we got the match with Nakamura. Cena's clock is ticking. It, I mean, it almost it almost hit midnight last night during that match, but we'll get to that. But yeah, I mean, it feels like we're getting to it now because you were saying that the plan was going to be. I'm sure what we'll talk about, but yeah, I again, I something happened on Tuesday because when I told you that that promotional stuff, I said also remember things happen on Tuesdays where plans get moved around. I just did not expect this much stuff to be changed around so quickly for SummerSlam. So if if you're wondering what what John Cena match is going to be at SummerSlam, you know what it is? Nope. Exactly. Nope. 
Wait, really? Yeah. He doesn't have a match for SummerSlam. That's baffling. Well, let me talk to you about this match, and then I'll explain to you why it makes a lot of sense now, and especially moving forward. So, the Nakamura Cena match actually happened at the main event of SmackDown this week. It did! And it was great! It wasn't like, you know, match of the year or anything, but for a television match and also for these two guys, it was really good. Yeah. The surprising thing was that John Cena was going for the move that won him his 16th championship. The you know? rolling attitude adjustment. And Nakamura's like, actually, yeah, I'm, I'm not letting you do that. He said, I'm going to drop you on your head. Clearly someone messed up here. It was Nakamura, 100%. I think it was Cena, actually. No, I'm talking to people who like know the move. That was on Nakamura. There's nothing all for that move. All the work is done by the guy throwing you. You ha, he has to rotate them all the way when they're throwing them. Hmm. He did not get all the rotation on Cena because the way Cena's positioned during that move, he's kind of like at the will of the person who is throwing him. Which is why Nakamura was so apologetic at the end because he knew he screwed that one up. Okay then. But yeah. That. that I know, I know people have probably seen it, but do not blame him for that move. That was on Nakamura, and he clearly did not do that on purpose. I wasn't even saying it like, oh, man, Cena fucked up. It was just literally like, yeah, I don't know. Like, Because I, I, I can't even begin to imagine how someone gets that much rotation themselves like without getting help from the other person. That seems like impossible. Right. I don't know physics though, so you know. Yeah, I'm just saying like the major like the the reason Cena did not get around all the way was because Nakamura did not like get enough momentum. All right then. But yeah, so but uh, aside from that, but also the same ballet. Nakamura got the clean It's not like way. he did intentionally. Yeah, but not Cena almost broke his neck, but he didn't, and Nakamura hit the Kinshasa, and he won the match clean, which is good because that's what John Cena has been doing lately is putting over people clean. Also, as I said to you uh, in our private conversations, I feel like it's very fitting that John Cena's one weakness seems to be getting kneed in the head. Yeah, I mean. It's the face that runs the place. If you break it, everything falls down. Yeah, true. Seth Rollins kneed him in the face and broke his nose. Daniel Bryan kneed him in the head and, and pinned him at SummerSlam. CM Punk kneed him in the head and pinned him. Mm-hmm. Who else is there? That's, that's his weakness. We finally discovered Super Cena's weakness. The, the kryptonite knee. Hit him in the face with your goddamn knee. He'll go down. Kryptonite. Nope. Yep, you're welcome. I just had to get us off that. But John, here's the thing. So yeah, Cena so. did not currently have plans for a match at SummerSlam. I think those plans are 0% now. After that Nakamura thing. Where he almost got his neck broken. Because, do you know what John Cena is doing right now? 
Mm, being John Cena? Not just Also that. loyalty respecting? But yeah, but also, on uh, Monday, um, a f- filming for something began. This is American Grit. N- n- bigger. The the Transformers spinoff movie starring Bumblebee. They're making a Transformers movie starring Bumblebee? Uh-huh. Why? Because money. But also, John... Did people even see the new Transformers movie? Yeah, I did. Why? I told you, it's stupid as shit. I loved it. I love stupid shit. I watch wrestling. I feel like there's much better stupid shit than that, though. Yeah, but this was like 98% shot in IMAX, and it was real good. I know you do like your IMAX. Yeah. Especially because I have like an actual IMAX theater near me, and not one of those fake ones. But John... The thing is, this new Transformers movie with Bumblebee also has John Cena in a heavily leading role. Really? I heard he was in it. I didn't know that he was a lead. He is. And the day after they start filming, you see John Cena in the ring almost breaking his neck. I don't think the people making the movie are going to let him be near a wrestling ring for a while. Hey, since we're talking about uh, movies starring John Cena, uh-huh. I want to ask you, do you know, have you heard anything about that uh, the John Cena movie of uh, where he's the, the sniper, where there's a sniper in Iraq? I've, I've not even heard about this. Oh, really? Oh, I've seen a trailer for it. It's like some movie where it's like these dudes are pinned down by a, a sniper in Iraq and like John Cena is like this dude who's basically like lying in the dirt bleeding out because the sniper shot him. That's sounds and then he like he gets better and then he hits the five moves of doom. <laughs> I don't think that's how it goes. Overcome the odds of getting shot. That would be pretty funny. Point is that movie looked interesting and I was wondering if you had heard anything about it. Uh-uh. Alright. Well probably we'll have to watch that for the Pro Wrestling Cool Movie Club. We have a movie club. I did. I did not sign off on this. I mean, we have one now, Fine. so we can watch the entire over of Hustle Loyalty John Cena. We'll only do. We'll do it only if you watch the Bumblebee movie. I mean, I guess I got to do something now that I've given up on the Statham promise. Look, he, he started being in a lot of bad movies, and not a lot of movies actually. Now that I think about it. Like what? I don't know. Like, what's what has Jason Satham been doing aside from the Fast and Furious movies? I don't care because Fast and Furious movies, he's great at it. Yeah, but like, the state, the point of the Statham promise was I was going to see every Jason Statham movie. Did you see Fate of the Furious? Yeah, I did. Great movie. Yeah, it was alright. Do you watch like all the Fast and Furious movies? No. That there's your problem. Because the theater I went to to see that, there were some crazy cameos that got the whole theater hooting and hollering. Myself included. You you should go watch those movies. They're good. The last one I saw, aside from Fate of Furious, was Tokyo Drift. It's great. Five's also great. Six is real good. Seven's also really good. Ignore number four and you should be fine. I'll have to ask my cat what she thinks about this. Sounds, sounds on board. 
No, you know. Let, let me quickly go through the other couple things about SmackDown. The Usos have new theme music. So I've heard. Which is them rapping about the Uso Penitentiary. Oh, it's them rapping. Hell yeah, of course. I mean, it would make sense considering the rap battle. Exactly. So it's them rapping over their old instrumental theme. It's great. I love it. The promo that went around with that was not great. No, it wasn't. You can hear about that over my uh, about last night. Um, the women had a, a match. I didn't. They. Did. I didn't write it in the notes because I just remembered that it's something I should probably talk about since we're talking about the bad booking of the women over on Raw. You know how this match ended? By the way, it was uh, Natalia and Carmella taking on Becky Lynch and uh, Naomi. Yay! You would think it would probably be all oh, the champion. Uh, or no, it would be all oh, the heels beat. Becky Lynch, because she's not the one that has anything to lose here, right? Or the champion gets the pin because they're the champion. Well, the champ that, that's, that's a sticky situation because on one hand, if you beat the person you're going to be at SummerSlam, that kind of you know defeats the purpose. Well, yeah, that's why you have someone else here that can take it. But then that other person is the money in the bank person. And if the champion beats them, makes them look like shit. Owen, when has WWE ever cared about making the money in the bank holder look good? Fair, but also it doesn't mean... Dolph I Ziggler, like, Seth mean, Rollins, John, Baron can, Corbin. John, you can list these. It doesn't mean I, I like it. Damien Sandow. I don't like it, John. It's still, I still don't like that they're doing this, and the fact that they're having the Miss Money in the Bank fight the champion next week. That is the bigger problem, is why, though? Again, because the booking for the women is baffling. It seems like the only thing they really know how to do is, let's just throw everybody in a match now, I don't know! They're not, though, because they're actually, like... Well, yeah, that's the problem, is when they do that, it's boring and weird, but, like, it's at least decent. No, but here's the thing, John. They're actually, like, doing something interesting that does not revolve around the title. Because, again, I know you don't watch the supplemental stuff on the internet, but Lana has issued a challenge for next week. That's cool. I'm gonna fight Charlotte. There's sure. I have that feud go. Alright, that's fine. I want to see the whatever the Tamina story is to continue, because I'm very interested on where that is going. I honestly don't know. It would be better if Lana was better. I know. I, I know. Like, and also I would just like to throw out there that... As, as much as it's cool that they that they did this whole thing on Twitter and everything, it's like I appreciate that. Like, you know, the wrestlers are are using social media to to make their shit happen. I think that's great. If it doesn't happen on the show, it might as well not happen. But what if the Becky Lynch thing put your bullshit sense? on fucking television? You have five fucking hours. But John, what if the Becky Lynch thing happens? That's been going on on Twitter. Ooh. 
I don't know what you're talking about. You, you haven't seen the the whole shit between her and Chris Cyborg? Oh, yeah, I have heard about that. That's, come on, man. Oh, that'd be so great. I would watch the shit out of that match. That'd be so good. Speaking of things that are not going to happen... Because WWE will get nothing out of it. What? UFC will not give them Chris Cyborg. But what if that's the trade for Lesnar? That would be smart, but... But what if that's what they do? Think about it. It would be smart, but I also could see them not doing it. Alright, fair enough. But John, speaking of other matches that are awesome and that I want to watch... How about Chad Gable against Rusev? How about Chad Gable against Rusev? That match is great. He's all like, I'm Chad Gable. I like America. I'm not Kurt Angle's son. But I might be. Because I'm doing all of Kurt Angle's moves. I'm not Daniel Bryan's son. He's not doing Daniel Bryan's moves. But he might be. I mean, he didn't do any Daniel Bryan's moves. But he still might be his son. Again, can't, I I don't know. Maybe you told me last week it was canon. Fair enough. But then again, you know, Jason Jordan being Angle's son is also canon. But I also think it might be a ruse. I feel a lot better if it was a ruse. I do too. But yeah, this match was great, and it made Chad Gable look like a million bucks. And it also put over Rusev as a, a threat. This is Rusev match. should be a threat. He's great. I know. He's Rusev. That's what I'm saying. All this was perfect. This match. I know. I'm, I'm agreeing with you. It was great. It had a clean finish. Everyone looked good coming out of it. And then the, the thing after the match happened. And then, God damn it, Randall Snake Man. Wanted him to fight Kali. But then Kali's like, hey, I'm not coming back. Ollie came out to hang out with Owen for a minute, and now I'm going back to India. And I said, that's cool, Kali. Miss you. Bye. Kali was just like, you better not be hindering gender. You, he, will, he will have none of that, especially in the match that he invented. Despite not being in the first one of. The great Kali has only been in one of the three Punjabi prison matches. It's true. However, he's been involved. Even though he wasn't participating, he was involved in all three. Because he came at the ringside during uh, the one with Undertaker and Big Show, and then he came at the ringside during this one. But yes, but yeah, Rusev, instead of fighting for the US title, which makes sense after the flag match, is instead going to fight Randy Orton. And it's going to suck. Yeah, it is. I mean... It sucks that Randy Orton needs something to do, is how I would put it. Randy Orton's having a shit year. He's... This is bad. He's going he's gonna to ruin SummerSlam, too. So, what, what do you think it is about Randy Orton's year that is such shit? Uh, did you see the WrestleMania match? It was not good, no. Nah. Gender matches has not been good. But I, I guess more my question is, is it a problem of Randy's opponent, 
or we can we finally agree maybe it's just Randy? I think it's both. It's a combination of both. Because Bray Wyatt's not great. Jinder Mahal's not great. We'll see yeah. how this Rusev match goes. If if Rusev can pull a miracle, then, then we can say it was a combination of both. But if this match is total dog shit, then it's going to be Randy's fault. I know I'm not looking forward to the build, because it's going to be Randy Orton talking slowly about, um, disrespect me in America, even though I went AWOL in the military, because, whoopsie. I'm a bad Marine. They had to take me out of the Marine sequel. Whoopsies. Oh, no. Yeah. Rusev deserves better. I'm the Dark Marine. Nope. He's a Snake Marine. Don't tread on me. Oh, boy. But, yeah. Anyway. Anyway, that's that's SmackDown. It was a really good show. I I like this. I like this SmackDown. It was all right. Tune in next week. Uh, you forgot one important thing, actually. Uh, what? What's that? Uh, that would be the drama king, Aiden English, winning a match against Sami Zayn for some yeah, reason. I don't want to talk about that. And then it's weird. Mike and Maria Canella showing up to be all like, "Ha ha, you lost!" And then they played their song. I mean, the song part was cool. I guess. I don't. I don't. I'm not really talking about it because I don't understand what's happening. They're giving Aiden English a push. That's good. Is what's happening. But not the, at the expense of Sami Zayn. Look, man. Or Ty Dillinger. You say this as if Sami Zayn has ever had a future. Oh, come on. He was. As commentary said, he was almost WWE champion. I am not saying that. Yeah, but remember what happened as they were saying that he was almost WWE champion? Uh, don't want to talk about it. He got pinned. Uh, R.I.P. Sammy. I love you, Sammy Zayn. You deserve so much better than either of these brands have given you. Send him back to NXT. Yeah, that'd be cool. John, that's it. That's all I got for SmackDown. Oh, it's a good show. I guess. Shut that's up. One, that's one perspective. Shut up, Raw Man. My show good. Your show bad. I feel like it's more like my show bad, your show okay-ish. I had Rusev and Gable and I had Nakamura and Cena. And I had Tyler Breeze. It's true, you did have Tyler Breeze. Explain to me how anything with Fashion Peaks cannot be a great show. Do you want to talk about NXT? Sure. I watched some of this. Okay, well, what were the things that stuck out to you about NXT then, Owen? I didn't, I didn't watch all of that. I said. Well, again, tell me what were things that stuck out to you in the bit that you watched. I wanted you to go in order, and I'd tell you what I saw. God damn you. I'm trying to have a conversation with I, you, and you're just like, No, I gotta do that. I don't want to lead the segment. You, you lead the conversation, and I'll... Shut up! John Gargano wrestled. What? Yeah. I didn't see this. What? It was the opening of the show! I didn't watch the opening of the show. 
I was busy. Dog, Johnny Gargano has new music. Does he? Yeah, it sounds kind of like his old song, like the DIY song, but he's got a cool new song, and I like it. That's good. I like Johnny Gargano. He's Johnny Wrestling. It was cool. You know what's really funny? What? A friend of the site, Mistaken, was doing a uh, a 24-hour rock band stream the other day, where he was playing all the disc songs for all the rock bands. Okay. And he got up to Psycho Killer by Talking Heads. And in his chat, I wrote R.I.P. Johnny Wrestling. And it took him a second to get the joke. Fucking up mistaken. Yep. Anyway. Yeah. He had a match against Raul Mendoza. It was... The ending was... Against who? Raul Mendoza. I don't know who that is. You might remember him. He was in the Cruiserweight Classic. Nope. Didn't ring a bell. He lost in the first round to the Brian Kendrick. And that's why I don't remember. I don't know. He seemed decent, I guess. The the ending was weird. What happened? I actually did write it down. It, it was a weird transition into uh, John Gargano, but getting him in a in a submission that he beat him on. But like the way that they transitioned to it looked like really strange. I don't know how else to describe it. it. It was it was kind of a mess, the ending. But, I don't know. I'm happy to see Jardy Gargano back. I'll have to check that out. Does he ever match TakeOver? No. Sad face. Alistair Black might, though. Oh, I, 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 I saw that part. And yeah, give me that match. I'd watch that match. That match seems like it would be cool. Fuck yeah, it would. They'd kick the shit out of each other. For those that don't know, that would be him and Hideo Itami. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Let's do it. Man who is angry but a face versus man who is angry but a heel. You saw Itami's uh, promo, right? Yes. That was a really good promo. He just wants respect. He demands that people respect him. And people wouldn't. They booed him. No, well, they? fuck you. He was mad. And he was all like, I don't care whose time it is. You're going to give me respect. I'm not going to leave. Fuck all of you. And then Alistair Black came out and kicked him in the head. Like, actually, it's my time, and also I'm going to kick you in the head, and now you're dead, and now I'm just going to chill. Because that's what I do. I love that. He just kicks him in the head, and then he just, like, in one motion, just sits down. He just looks chill as fuck. I'm the Dutch Undertaker. Yay! He is very cool. I, I hope he's still in NXT by January. I want to see him. I mean, I don't know, man. He's got to be called up to the main roster so he can reignite his incredible feud with Kurt Hawkins. Kurt Hawkins can come back down. He, he did that at the one takeover. Fine. Anyway, yeah, Aleister Black uh, had a match with the debuting Kyle O'Reilly! But before we get to that, I just want to point out one thing real fast, John. Did you what? notice that Kurt Hawkins had an article on WWE.com today? No. Because he now is on a 100-match losing streak. Oh, no. He's pretty stoked about it. <laughs> they said, like, what... They they asked him what he wants his next match to be. He said, probably Brock Lesnar. He's been ducking me. 
He's pretty. Kurdog is pretty good. Sure, guys. But yeah, Alistair Black and Kyle O'Reilly. Um, you know what this means, right? Not only was that a very good match, it was very long. Well, yeah, it should have been. It was a great match. But John, I know. You know what this means, though, with Kyle O'Reilly showing up, right? No. Well, who did Alistair Black fight last time? Well, Bobby Fish. Yeah, now Kyle O'Reilly's here. You know what that means, right? I mean, I'm assuming you're suggesting, oh, they could tag tag team them together, but... Eh. I mean, yeah, they could tag team them together since they're Red Dragon. I'm aware who they are. One of, like, the hottest indie tag teams and also real big tag team in New Japan. I'm fully aware as to who they are. Yeah, that's awesome. That's what the tag team division needed. It was the kind of thing that made me think, though, uh, when I was looking at, at all this. Fuck ever happened to the Mighty Don't Kneel? One of them got hurt, remember? Yeah, I know, but, like, shouldn't they be back by now? Yeah. Eh. No, not yet. Oh, whatever. I like the Mighty Don't Kneel. Uh, yeah, I like them when they weren't TM61. They t- didn't really change as... Yeah, it's a problem. You need to adapt. Have more of a character. Uh, fine. Anywho, Kyle O'Reilly is fucking great. Yeah, he is. He's very good. This match was awesome. It was awesome. This is. I'd say it was better than the Bobby Fish match. I think this is Aleister Black's best match in NXT. Yeah. I really like his almost match, but I think this was better. Yeah, okay, I can get behind that. Yeah, it's great. That black mass. Good black mass. Damn good. Like Kyle O'Reilly had some like near actual near falls on too, and he looked good. Yeah, Kyle O'Reilly looked like a million bucks. And so did Alistair Black. Well, yeah, I mean, of course, Alistair did. Like they both both men looked great, and the right guy won. And oh man, I'm I'm excited for Red Dragon. Huzzah! Yeah. Because the authors of pain need an actual like another strong indie team to, to fight. The problem I feel is that the authors of pain are not going to be needing another indie team to fight. Well yeah, because if the thing that I want to happen happens at SummerSlam, then yeah. Because also, I don't know if you know this, Owen, but they made it official this week. What? They're fighting Sanity at Brooklyn. Yeah, I saw that. That sucks. It's it's happening. That really sucks. Also, the Authors of Pain cut a a promo from, like, a weird rainy Batman room. What? Yeah, like, they're in a dark room that was all rainy and shit, and... He was fucking Paul Ellering was all like, ah, close the book. Oh. I thought you were saying, he was like, where is she? Kind of. Great. I don't know, man. I don't know any of this stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Sonia Deville had a match. She's she's cool. She's great. I like her. She's really lot. great. I, I called her Lady Con McGregor, no racism version in the, the notes. I like I like the way that she gets in people's head and is a total dick. But like 
cool MMA, I'm fucking with you and getting inside your mind dick. Yeah, her, her in-ring presence is unique. And yeah. Like, between her and Nikki Cross, th- that's what we need. We need more unique personalities in the matches. She's cool! Yeah, I'm very much on board with her. I hope she, hope she continues to get a push. Also, speaking of people that are cool, Asuka's pretty cool. Oh my god, this Asuka segment. Asuka in her pantsuit, just trolling the shit out of everybody. Yep. No one's pretty ready great. for Asuka. Nope. Ember Moon's not. I mean, Ember Moon seems to disagree with that, and she was like, no, actually, Asuka's not ready for Ember Moon. And then Asuka was like, I'm gonna shake your hand. And then Ember was like, okay. And Asuka was like, psych! And then slapped her. Yeah, fuck yeah. Fuck Ember Moon. In comparison Except then Ember Moon fucking eclipsed her to death. It was great. Uh. Asuka sold that eclipse well, unlike, let's say, for example, Lady Tapa. I still haven't seen that match. I don't want to. It's not worth seeing. It's not like it's bad. It's just... Not worth it's nothing. It's a squash match. That should not have been a squash match. Also, John... Asuka's gonna win this match. She's not gonna win. She's gonna win. She's not gonna win. She's going to the main roster undefeated, dude. She's not gonna win. She's undefeated. She's gonna go to the main roster undefeated and relinquish the belt. It's not gonna happen. Okay. It's or, just not going. Or to they happen. could do the storyline that I want is that she keeps the belt. She goes to the main roster and gets all the belts. I mean, look, if they wanted to do this Japan style and just like person has infinite belts at every time, that would be awesome. Well, not infinite, like three. That's all there are. No, no, fuck that. You need to do an Ultimo Dragon style. All right, so she gets three belts and she gets like a bunch of replicas. She also wears them too. No, she just like goes and gets like all the different belts from different places. Then. Oh my god. So she's like, so she's totally again like Ultimo Dragon, just has like a billion belts for some reason. And Sonny Ono walking around holding them all. How about she just goes to the the WWE vault and just gets like the WCW belts and women's belt and all that. And the old WWF women's belt. Just gets all the old belts and puts them on. Ah, She's the Empress of tomorrow. She's also the Empress of yesterday. She has time travel power. She's got all the belts. Still not as fun. Okay. Well, WWE's still not going to let her go out and do that. Shut up! Alright. I know they're not, but let me have my funny idea! Speaking of which, you know, speaking of, like, indie promotions, uh, Pete Dunne recently defended his UK belt at, uh, ICW. Oh, okay. Also, I don't think, because, because of the cuts, I don't think the UK show's ever gonna happen. Yeah! Probably not, huh? Because overseas Productions is super expensive. Sure is. So, whoops, that belt's gonna go away. We tried to get into, we tried to get on the ground floor of this emerging market, and then we were like, whoops, never mind! We're like, ah, we're too cheap. Psych! 
They, they pulled. They pulled an Oscar. Yeah, oh, exactly. Shit. They pulled an Oscar. They're like, here, I'm gonna shake your hand. Then seek. Oh, watch out! UK's gonna punch him in the face. That's just the UK, though. That's how they greet each other there. Confirmed. Yes. Yeah, just ask Matt Pasquale. He knows. Yeah, that, that guy. He's not listening to this. Anyway, mm-hmm. it's been Heel Turn, a production of ProWrestling.cool. It's not just cool, it's dot cool. It's our cool website that we run. You should check it out. Okay. Maybe give us money on Patreon. Okay. Patreon.com slash PWC. All right, well, don't do it. Well, you will. No, I, I mean, I can't because I, I also run the website. Well, yeah, I guess. Kind of defeats the purpose. True. Anyway, uh, yeah, check us out there. We also do a bunch of other stuff, including on Facebook at facebook.com slash PWDOTC and on Twitter at The Heel Turn. Did you know we're also on a bunch of other podcasts, Owen? I mean, we're on one other podcast. But there's also a bunch of other podcasts that you can find as well as this one over at zonecast.com. It's true. It's not just cool, it's zonecast.com. What? Sure. That's yeah. how that works. Let's just roll with it. Uh, Echo Chambers over there. It's a. It's a uh, music. Slash. You almost said wrestling. Nope. Uh, well, actually, it is kind of about wrestling because Rhythm Bastards over there, and mistaken, they talk about wrestling and upset everyone. And then Jeff Webster goes. Wah! Well, he does that about anime too, but that's justified. Is it? Yeah. Fuck anime. Is it? Fuck anime! Is it? They Find me on Twitter at IamJohnGM. Find me on Twitter at ThunderCrowsen. We're also on I'd Rather Not. That's another podcast on that website. Aren't we just? Is it a podcast, though? Or is it just a nightmare? It's both. It's a nightmare in podcast form. That's our new slogan. Anywho, uh, we will be back next week with another live edition of Heel Turn. Will we, Owen? Shut up! Yes, we will. And we're gonna be sorry. I don't. I don't know why I'm getting so like questioning everything you do now. It just look. I know it's it's punchy. We've been going for almost two hours here. How have we been going for almost two hours? These shows weren't that interesting. We, We have fun. And hopefully everyone else had fun with us. I agree with that. And we'll be back next week with another new episode, and we'll be one week closer to SummerSlam. One less week of bad Raws that I have to put up with. No, John, that's that's forever. I know. I know. So, until then... I'll come back here. This podcast is a part of the Zonecast Network, produced and edited by Owen Douglas. Find more of our shows at zonecast.com.